Hi, this is iHeartRadio's Carol Miller from Q1043 in New York. On our UK radio podcasts, we give you a glimpse of what real British local radio sounds like with our friends Alan Thompson and Nigel Pierce. This time, Alan and Nigel speak with noted British rock journalist and author John Tobler, who also runs a UK record label called The Road Goes On Forever. Absolutely brilliant there. You're listening to Teen Dreams with Nigel Pearce and Alan Thompson. That was the Straubs from 1993 with a brilliant live rendition of uh, their 1974-75 hit, I believe, but I'm going to be either proved right or wrong in a minute. <laughs> but uh, part of the union. I'm going to hand over to Alan because Alan's going to introduce our guest and then we'll have a brief 10 to 15 minutes. So, Alan, it's over to you. Right, thank you, Nigel. It was a bit earlier than the, the mid-70s. It was uh, 1973, I believe. And uh, that okay. came out on... Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that came out on the Road Goes On Forever records, and the man responsible for that is on the line now. It's John Tobler. Good morning, John. Hi, Alan. How are you doing? All right, thanks. And uh, it's, I was going to say, you must have had a lot of fun putting that live album together with the Straubs. Well, um, it's not quite as straightforward as that. Um, <laughs> let me t- explain to you how I came to be getting this, this record label, which I still am running, by the way. Yes. Um... Many moons ago, um, there was four people who were, decided they were going to start a label, and I wasn't one of them. <laughs> there was a, a retailer, a small distributor, a producer, and I can't remember, what was the other one? <laughs> oh, a manufacturer, that's right. <laughs> and um, I knew two or three of these four people. And because I'm a writer, they asked me to write a sleeve note. Yeah. So I did write a sleeve note for, I think it was for a a live Fairport album, which the retailer had somehow become the owner of, because Fairport were um, not operational at that time. Um, So I I said, I thought, well, interesting, isn't it? So um, eventually... I did wrote two or three of, of sleeve notes for various of their releases, and th- th- then this is an interesting part. Yes. Dave Cousins, he's the leader of the Straubs, was at a folk festival one day, and he looked at he was looking through the, uh, the, the the CDs that were on on display for sale, and he had agreed when Straub's Greatest Hits Live was um, done that it would be a limited numbered edition of 1500 copies and he discovered number 1762 and he he was not very happy (laughs) (laughs) so um, at that point um, Dave Cousins said he wasn't going to have anything to do with the the guy who was the, uh, the retailer who had been more or less organising this sort of stuff, and uh, the producer had gone. I don't even remember his name. He'd gone somewhere. Um, so the um, manufacturer didn't want to be involved with with part being part of a label, and um, it got to the point where. The only person that cousins would do business with was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. I I took over the label in about 1995, I think. Yeah. 
and uh, there were a, a couple of strobes um, items on it, a thing called Uncanned Preserves, which was a, um, an archive thing, which wasn't very good, to be quite honest. <laughs> and um, uh, Dave Cousins and Brian Willoughby album. Brian Willoughby was the lead guitarist of the Straws for very, very many years, mm. and it was called Old School Songs. Yeah. And in the meantime, I had also um, um, decided to put out a record by a chap called Dave Burland, who is a, a folky from Yorkshire, from Barnsley, actually. Mm. And, it, and he was very good at uh, um, doing songs written by Richard Thompson. So uh, we got, got him to record an album called, um, what's it called? It's so many years ago. It's difficult to remember some of these things. Um, anyway, it's, it's a complete album of songs by Richard Thompson, yeah. with, with Richard Thompson playing on bits of it, and people like Clive Gregson from uh, Any Trouble, who you may remember. Yeah. And um, so there I was. I, I had a, a label with about four, um, out four items on it. Yeah. So I, I then carried on, and uh, I got to know Ralph McTell quite well. This is, you see, this is all very part, much part of the folk rock yes. vibe. And um, I put a couple of Ralph McTells out, mm. including Alphabet Zoo, which nobody had ever bothered to put on CD before. And uh, it, it, it all went quite well. And then I went, I used to go to... Fairport's crop ready um, extravaganza every summer. Yeah. And I was there one day, and uh, somebody who was on the bill was Steve Gibbons, uh, who, who had his biggest hit was called Tulane, which quite um, strangely was not a song that he wrote. Yeah. Most of the songs that he records, he wrote. But Tulane was written. Um, by I can't even remember who it was. Oh, it was Chuck. Was it? I think it was Chuck Berry. Yeah. Um, not a very well-known Chuck Berry song, and and it it got to um, nearly the top ten in mm. the UK. So Steve Gibbons, um, I met him at this uh, at Crop Ready this year, and uh, I'd interviewed him when I was working on Radio One. Uh, as an interviewer, I was never a disc jockey. Wouldn't want to be. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I said, "Hi, how are you doing?" He said, "Well, look, what's happened is that um, I'm managed by the same people that manage the Who, um, mm. and they they have told me that I can have the rights." to four albums that I made while under the auspices of The Who. Mm. And I can have the complete rights to them forever. Because, frankly, we haven't been looking after you properly because The Who are, are such a, you know, such a difficult band to uh, coordinate, you know, <laughs> apart from things like Keith Moon dying, all this, 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 that was years before, but the... the um, the backlash of that was still going on, and they were trying to get a new, uh, a new drummer, and, and that didn't work out because they got uh, 
because they got the one from the Small Faces, I think, yeah. Kenny Jones. Yeah. But I think I don't think he got on well with the, the rest of the Who. Yeah. Um, so there we are. So here I, I've got a, a record label with yeah. not much, not much on it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, you know, I just really did to see whether I could do it uh, because it, 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 I, having been in this business since 1968 or nine or something like that. Yeah. When I was started my career writing for Zigzag magazine, a famous magazine, if anybody yeah. can remember it, I'm sure yeah. a few people can, but they're old like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to, uh, let, let, let's go in another direction there. Yeah. Zigzag was um, a magazine that started in 1968 or nine, and uh, it was owned by various people. Started by a, a great friend of mine called Pete Frame, famous for his rock family trees. Yes. Um, and at a certain, at some point, um, it, the ownership of the magazine went to Charisma Records or to Tony Stratton Smith, if anybody remembers him. Yeah. Yes. A, a brilliant bloke, um, but uh, a bit of a. Um, <laughs> Yes. Not a, not your normal record <laughs> label owner, Tony Stratton Smith, yeah. um, and he decided that when when Zigzag was five years old, we should have a, a celebration. Yeah. And in the magazine, I had recently done a, an interview with Michael Nesmith, he of the Monkees, yeah. and. Pete had done an interview with a fellow called John Stewart, yeah. who used to be in the Kingston Trio, but was, ha was now embarking on a solo career. Um, and we put on this gig at the Roundhouse in London, um, top of the bill, Nasmith, with the famous Red Rhodes pedal steel player. Then it was John Stewart uh, with... Um, a bass player he bought from the States and he had no drummer so he asked for a drummer and he got a fellow called Pete Thomas um, who was in at the time um, oh what was this band called anyway uh, it was on the the other bands on the bill were uh, it was opened by a, a birds copy group called Starry Eyed and Laughing <laughs> <laughs> some might remember <laughs> Chili Willie and the Red Hot Peppers that's who yeah. Pete Thomas was in yeah. and um, we also had a band on called Help Yourself which was uh, well thought of in the mid 70s I think it was yeah. and um, so we had these five bands on brilliant day brilliant day yeah. and um, it was all recorded but nobody ever bothered to do anything with the tapes yeah. um, so eventually another um, loony from uh, a friend of mine called Nigel Cross who, who, who started a magazine called Bucket Full of Brains there's, there's a nice title um, he said where are these tapes and we eventually found the tapes um, of the you know this is a brilliant live recording it sure, and, it sure is John <laughs> <laughs> and um, we put out 
because I was the um, the, the Pete Frame was we we had a, a team of about five people. Pete Frame, who I've mentioned, mm. Andy Childs, who was a later editor of Zigzag, and was then I think he was working for EMI by that time. Yeah. Um, Nigel Cross, bucket full of brains, chap, um, and we in we asked the, the lead singer of Starry Eyed and Laughing, mm. his name is Tony Poole, to do a to become a, a producer and engineer, if he would make it make it make the things sound modern yeah so he did that so the um the crowning glory of the label at the moment is this thing called the zigzag box yes five cds yeah brilliant recording sounds like it was made yesterday yeah it was in fact made in 1974 yeah and it, it costs 35 quid for those who are, are interested. <laughs> but um, And you can look, look it up on the website, yeah. rgfrecords.co.uk. Okay. John, listen, fascinating stuff there, but we'll check that website out. We're running a bit short of time at the moment, but we've got something by Steve Gibbons uh, coming on next. Uh, now, I understand from a private conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, Steve has got um, a new album coming out in the not-too-distant future, hasn't he? Well, that's the theory of the thing. I mean... Yeah. Um, he's he's just had a, a problem because um, somebody very close to him has died. Yeah. And so it's... Uh, I mean, Steve's even older than I am, and I'm 75. <laughs> um, so, you know, you don't want to give him too much of a hard time. Yeah, sure. But he... We put out a record called There and Now, Volume 1. Yeah. Uh, which was a, a compilation of mostly of uh, tracks that were already available but uh, it, it didn't sell it well enough because um, people thought they got too many of the tracks already because yeah. uh, people who like Steve Gibbons like everything by Steve Gibbons um, so th we're going to put a new one out yeah. when Steve's got the time to, I mean I don't want yeah. to um, yeah. decide what a track order because I'm no good at that kind of thing. Hey, I'm, I just listen, <laughs> listen like, to like the music. Well, but, uh, I mean, what do you, how do you decide how to program an album in running order? Well, I, th I think the answer to that is with uh, great difficulty. But the, the track we're going to play, as I say, um, it's been fascinating talking to you again once again, John. Always a, a pleasure to do. But uh, one amusing track that uh, Steve brought out with the Chasing Tales album was, of course, where was I last night? And I think uh, a number of people who may have been out for a good night <laughs> the night before have probably said that at uh, some time or another. But we're going to run that now, John. But can I thank you very, very much for coming to uh, onto yeah, the programme today? I, the line I like in that song is, the dog's ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> With a statement like that, John, I can understand it because uh, all I can say is it's been lovely to hit, listen to you. I mean, it has been a great live um, anecdote today and uh, we're not going to change it when it goes out. It'll go out exactly as it's said this morning. But could you give us a plug for your website so we anybody listening in, whether it's Norwich, yep. Swindon, New York, they know where to find you? Certainly. It's www.rgfrecords.com dot co dot uk well i think that's lovely and clear and um 
All I could say is thanks very much for coming on Teen Dreams today. It's nice to make your acquaintance, John. I'm sure we'll cross in the future. I'll leave Alan to say the last few words. But uh, my, my pleasure. Thank you very much. You mind how you go, and I'll leave you in the company of Alan. Right, thanks. Great stuff, thanks. Right, John, again, very many uh, thanks to you. All power to your bow, and uh, we'll keep in touch with regards to Steve's latest album. But meanwhile, uh, let's go with that funny one. Where was I last night? Cheers for now, then. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye, John. Bye. That was Nigel Pierce, along with Alan Thompson, speaking with UK rock journalist and record company owner John Tobler. More authentic British radio for you next time on our UK radio podcast.